Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition and other lifestyle tools and hacks to feel, do, and look your absolute best in whatever you know sequence you prefer it today. Uh, whether you know looks might be more important, whether feeling, whether doing, they're all intertwined. You know, our looks reflect the state of our health more often than not. And the state uh, of our health defines how we feel and how we do, right? It's all intertwined, and that's why I think. Anyone who's been in the area of health and fitness for a while um, and performance, they do understand that in order to get major improvements and to have them for prolonged periods of time, you need to kind of take care of all of that. You need to to make sure that um, you like how you look, how you feel every day, and then your performance, you know, once you know um, how to do certain things with your environment, with uh, your self-talk, uh, with uh, other things in your lifestyle, once you know that, you start doing on automatic, automatically on autopilot much, much better. It's like with focus, you know, we talked about focus and how environment is much more important than the act itself or being able or making yourself to sit down for prolonged periods of time and getting work done, right? How you organize your environment, what you do before that about that interval of focused work is much more important than actually the act of doing it itself. So set up your environment for success and the rest of the things is going to get much, much easier, right? So today we are talking partially um one might say about our environment, the food we put on our plate. And you might not consider it necessarily your environment that is important for focus or productivity, but it is part of your environment to what you choose and um, what goes into you affected, affecting every single aspect of your health and your performance. So um, a very common question that people ask me, like, what do I eat before a scheduled about to focus, to stay focused, to be possibly in the flow state um, and possibly for longer periods of time instead of bouncing back and forth, how to have uh, longer periods of easier focus, how to stay productive, not worrying about being hungry or feeling like something is wrong in your stomach or your energy being all over the place. Like, what do I have for food, right? For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and uh, there are a few guidelines that work for absolutely everyone. Um, number one, you know, stay hydrated. Make sure that you are drinking enough water. And a lot of people don't really drink enough water and liquids. They're like, well, I'll go by thirst. But usually your thirst is not, just like your hunger, not really very accurate representation of what you need all the time. So 
I'd still recommend the old, you know, two liters or um, eight glasses of water. I think a little bit more, maybe like 10 glasses of water. And again, if you're a male, if you are bigger, if you're athletic, if you're in hot climate or go to sauna a lot, you probably need to adjust that. And also don't forget that hydration is also about salt and about getting your minerals like potassium that we get from foods, right? Besides hydration, um, hydration is by itself, as you can see, quite a complex thing. And that's why I'm excited to be writing about that in the book, my upcoming book that is being released, um, I think on 17th. I need to check the date. I just know I need to submit it on the 13th. It's going to be available on Amazon. And that's where I write about hydration in a little bit more detail with a little bit more like precise recipe. But anyhow, besides hydration, what you want to make sure is whatever you eat, you want, don't overeat because your digestive system is another system that requires a lot of blood flow and resources, and you can't be digesting a lot of food, a heavy meal, a big meal, and at the same time be very sharp and productive mentally. That's just not going to happen. That's why um, you might have noticed that after a bigger meal, especially if it's celebration meal, you know, maybe holiday meal uh, with some festivities, you might notice that you feel kind of sleepy. And that's because a lot of that blood flow that usually goes to your brain, keeping you awake uh, and alert, a lot of that blood flow goes to your stomach, to your digestive system, literally to help with the digestion digestive process, but also to absorb all the nutrients that are coming in from food, right? Uh, and the bigger the meal, the more energy, the more blood for the blood flow digestive system requires to get everything done. It's not just about your blood sugar, you know, fluctuating, give you eat a lot of carbs and that's why you feel sleepy. No, literally a lot of blood goes into your digestive system. So you want to make sure that, yeah, um, you eat something, but it's not a huge meal. And how you know? Well, if it's kind of like hard to breathe and uh, stand up, then probably you overeat. You need to be able to maintain upright posture, whether sitting or standing, um, quite easily when you eat a well-sized, well-portioned size meal. And what's actually in that meal is quite simple. You know, it's been the same for ages. If you really want to kind of like balance it out and maximize your opportunity to deliver everything that your mind, that your brain, that your body need to uh, keep you focused and keep you working, you want to hit carbohydrates, fats, essential fats, and uh, complete proteins in your meal uh, in a good combination that your digestive system uh, works well with, you know, you're not eating foods you're allergic to or sensitive to. And how you know if some foods you're allergic or sensitive to or they just don't work for you? Well, if after um, in not such a big meal, all of a sudden your brain, your mind feels all over the place and you're kind of foggy and there is anxiety, even though before your meal there wasn't really. And again, your energy, you're more fatigued, you don't want to do things, you're cranky. Like your state changes um, noticeably after your meal, that means that something in that meal might not be that optimal, or maybe the combination of the foods that you chose, or maybe the amount is just not optimal. So assuming that you are eating food that are optimal for you, you want to hit three targets. You want to get your carbohydrates, your essential fats, your complete proteins. Your carbohydrates, 
longer, long-lasting um, carbohydrates, right? The ones that come in whole foods, the one that comes with naturally occurring fibers. And also not too much, right? If you're not a professional athlete, you probably don't want to be eating a whole big bowl of pasta for breakfast. Pasta is not generally good carb anyhow, because it is a processed carbohydrate, not whole. But even if you eat a bowl of rice, you know, that doesn't, white rice doesn't have that much fiber. Yeah, a lot of it going to be absorbed in your bloodstream really fast per cup, going to be like 40 grams of carbs that for most of you already probably too much with too little fiber. So you want to get probably around maybe 20, 30 grams of carbs and ideally with a lot, a lot of fiber um, from things like whole grains, beans, make sure that they are prepared well. And again, they're not triggering your immune system or something else and you're not feeling foggy or weird in your stomach or in your head. Um, so carbohydrates, right? Um, fruit for some people work, for some people don't. Um, usually the richer the fruit in sugars, the more people will have problems with them, especially if you don't exercise, you know, a lot, um, that might make your blood sugar fluctuate. But usually if you don't overdo it, if you combine it with protein in fat in your meal, fruit also doesn't cause that much problem. Um, if you, happen to be eating fruit, eat it at the beginning of your meal when it's digested the best because fruit requires the least amount of time in your digestive system and it just settles well nicely when you eat it at the beginning, not at the end or in the middle. Except maybe for things like berries, they mix seem to be mixing pretty well with anything. So, you know, maybe some berries, maybe um, some oats without any sugar, non-processed stuff, um, maybe beans, uh, maybe a whole grain toast, you know, like really whole grain, especially if it's sourdough, might work for a lot of people, especially if you have no problems with gluten or it's not gluten, non-gluten piece of bread, then you might do just fine. So you get your carbohydrates. And again, maybe a cup of beans, uh, a cup of oats, uh, uh, maybe a couple of pieces of fruit. Uh, bananas are great sources also of minerals and vitamins required to make energy. Um, or oh, plantains, my favorite here in Mexico. Um, maybe some berries um, with your yogurt. O- yogurt also has some uh, naturally occurring sugars, right? So that's a good source of carbohydrate. And then you want to get your protein in sufficient amounts, 20, 30 grams again, uh, not of food, but of um, actual protein. And the best sources are animal sources because they do have all the amino acids that the brain needs to create all the possible chemicals to keep you focused and productive. If you are on a plant-based diet, that I always, I always, always, always recommend to mix in a serving of complete designed plant-based protein. Design meaning if you just get like rice protein or pea protein, they actually not complete. The uh, amino acid profile is is the same as if you were to eat peas. So you want to have a blend of plant-based protein that delivers a profile of amino acids or proteins in a very similar to animal food uh, fashion or set, right? So you get, again, all the amino acids. Um, I always recommend at least 30 grams uh, per meal. It's not only, you know, 
protein, everything in the body is made of protein or with protein. Your brain needs protein to make you think, to keep you focused, to keep you learning. Your body needs protein to restore, recover, and run all kinds of reactions that require enzymes that are made of protein. So eat your protein. Um, few best sources, salmon, eggs, sardines, but really anything you like from animal kingdom, except maybe for yogurt. If you do eat yogurt, you need to eat quite a lot of it to get those 30 grams of protein. Like if it's Greek yogurt, around 350 milliliters of it, right? Um, so 20, 30 grams of protein. And it's easy to figure out how much protein is in your food. Just Google, I don't know, 100 grams of chicken or 100 grams of um, salmon or whatever, you know, unit of measurement you use. If you use ounces, Google that very easy. And then we go to essential fats, omega-3s and omega-6s. You kind of need both to satisfy your cravings and hunger because when you are eating, your receptors in your gut are always searching for both of those essential fats, omega-3s and omega-6s. You need kind of both to um, deliver all the functionality in your body and your brain, right? And when you don't get some, you just might have more chances of getting hungrier sooner and not being able to stay focused for as long as you could have. So, from that perspective, I always recommend to optimize every of your meal, uh, or at least the first meal. So your body, your brain know that you already got these essential fats. For omega-3s, salmon, sardines, um, or fish oil or algae oil, uh, two grams. That is the good amount to have per day recommended by all the nutrition researchers. If you really want to have a good health and brain performance. Um, what else? What are the sources? Uh, we have tuna is not such a great source. Um, herring, mackerel, all of these are amazing sources. Of course, salmon is being one of the most favorite ones. Um, but also just taking your fish oil will work. Just make sure you get quality, great amount, sufficient amount. And omega-6s, those are, those these days have bad rep, but they're actually essential and you need to consume them to perform all the functions. You just need to consume them in normal amounts not coming from some snacks or processed foods, but whole foods. And you want to balance them out with omega-3s. The best sources are actually um, eggs and chicken livers. Uh, those have the animal form of omega-6s. If you didn't know that, but omega-6s actually, we need, we humans as other animals need animal form that is arachidonic acid. And if you get omega-6s from things like walnuts, your body actually has to use some vitamins to convert that into the actual omega-6 that we can use. Um, and a lot of people eating a lot of omega-6s from, uh, for example, seed oils, they actually do not get the version that we actually can use. And I believe that might be causing a lot of problems with consuming all of these oils. It just, you don't get some vitamins and minerals and your body cannot convert that. So I'm not sure where exactly that those fats go when your body can't convert them. 
Are they, do they stick around? Are they not usable and causing some problems? We don't really know that. But so if you eat eggs for breakfast, that's amazing. You eat three eggs, you get all of the arachidonic acid or that omega-6 accompanied with maybe some salmon or your fish oil. Um, and if you eat salmon, you'll get, you know, all the protein amount and all the omega-6s and omega-3s. Um, and then maybe you eat some whole grain toast with that, maybe with some tomatoes or a little bit of avocado for that potassium um, that we need. Another thing, you know, besides heating your carbohydrates, your proteins and your fats. And again, fats, let's repeat, your omega-3s from either fish like salmon or um, sardines or fish oil or algae oil, uh, algae oil if you're vegan or vegetarian. And uh, omega-6s, best source and doable for most people, eggs. Three eggs will give you the daily amount, but even if you eat just one egg, um, you're going to get, you know, good amount and most probably not going to be hungry for quite a while. So omega-3s, omega-6s, if you're a vegan, vegetarian, you know, at least get some plant-based versions from walnuts, like a good handful of walnuts. And don't forget to take your multivitamin and multimineral with that meal, especially if that's the first meal. Just preload on all of those vitamins and minerals that your body and brain need to function optimally. And you'll be surprised how not hungry, how happy, productive, and focused you feel, and kind of like carefree, when you supply all of these nutrients to your body, to your brain, and you basically switch off your hunger, and um, assuming that you do eat optimal for your digestive system foods and the amount, then you might find that you're not hungry or bothered for anything for like five, six hours. Especially again, if you hit like about 20, 30 grams of carbs with fiber, um, 20, 30 grams of protein, 30 is much, much better. But you know, at the very least 20, um, even though 30 is considered to be on the low side for people who are taller or into athletics. And um, your fats, and if you use the guideline that I gave you for the kind of foods to eat. Again, you might be surprised how not hungry you're going to feel. A lot of people ask me, Angela, why do you really not not crave, do you, you know, don't crave any snacks or, you know, any of the, um, like, products, you know, cookies, I don't know, whatever that might be. I haven't eaten them for, like, quite a while. And yes, I actually do not crave anything. If you ask me throughout the day, how hungry I am. You know, I eat my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm just not hungry for any snacks. It's like, you know, I'm sitting and I'm just not hungry. And for a lot of people, it's very unusual state. They would not believe you can be like that. But when you supply all the essential nutrition on a regular basis, when you know how to manage stress, because stress, stress can trigger hunger, you actually, when you sleep well also, because that also triggers hunger and stress levels to go up, when you do all of that, you're just not hungry. Humans are not some overeating slobs, actually. And I am a huge believer, and that speaking from personal professional experience, that once you start eating well, you don't want to overeat. And I used to be a huge overeater, and I used to eat huge amounts of chocolate and cookies, especially when stressed. And 
I know that how it can be. And I know now that I can't make myself to overeat. That's how it got because you just have this natural style, like your body and brain. We, we are done, you know, more than that. And there is more harm than good. Your body, your brain, they actually know how to maintain very good health and fitness once you supply everything that they need. I always say happy, healthy brain makes good decision and keeps you fit. Um, it doesn't try more, you know, any special saying, but that's what I learned through personal and professional experience that once you start keeping and feeding your brain and your body healthy and right, you just naturally gonna know how to maintain that level of health and fitness and your brain will help you to make good decision or decisions on autopilot. That's it for today, guys. That's all I wanted to share that breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but especially breakfast, you want to kind of preload with all the nutrition your brain and your body needs so you do your best for the, you know, probably most productive part of your day when you wake up, when you're sharp and you're fresh and you're, um, and your thinking is at its best, your productivity is at its best, your creativity, everything, right? So you want to hit all of these targets, your whole food carbohydrates and complete proteins and essential fats. Um, and by the way, if you need guidelines, guys, uh, schedule a call with me. I'll walk you through and answer all of your questions and you'll have a very good foundation of just baseline balanced nutrition. Whatever diet you are on, uh, whatever you eat, you don't eat, there is always a way. You know, I travel through many, many countries. I work with people all across the world. There is always a way to eat a balanced diet. Um, no matter like what your diet preferences are. And so reach out, schedule your call. It's right there in the show notes, like the first link, schedule our call free of charge for you guys as listeners of this podcast. So schedule it and be surprised and mind blown by how well you can do and feel and look when you eat according to the science that we have. And we have quite a lot of it, even though a lot of, there is a lot of controversial stuff too. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope now you have much better understanding of what to put on your plane, especially for breakfast before that long bout of focus or hopefully flow where you can deliver the best insights and your best work. So share this episode, share the lessons, the tips and tricks that you learned with your family, your loved ones, your friends. Everyone wants to do better, right? So help them. Share in any form. If you have questions, reach out and schedule our call um, because there are so many things that I'm not mentioning here. And when you ask your questions, you'll get to learn them. So schedule our call, share, and till next time, as usual, eat better daily.